0: Hi, I'm Carlyn Holbrook. I'm a John Maxwell Team certified coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, published author, and influencer with more than 25 years of global leadership experience. If there's one thing I've seen firsthand time and time again, it's that the best leaders inspire others to follow their purpose and their passions, while the influence of a bad leader can literally tear down people's potential. Join me for a few sips of leadership tips that will help you become a better leader by first conquering the hardest person to lead, you. When I was eight years old, uh, my best friend died. She was okay. She was at school one day and the next day she, she had a headache, had a brain aneurysm and she was just gone. She was about 10 years old. Um, I dealt with a lot of death, I think an unusual amount of it probably as a young person. My Dad's dad passed away when I was only like three or four. Last thing I remember of him, I was in the hospital room holding my dad's hand. Um, He died of lung cancer, which is why I've never smoked. Um, And then when I was in high school, I had two friends that passed away. And actually my grandmother, who I was very close with, died um, only two days after my brother's wedding and very sudden as well. Not nothing more sudden, though, than my father uh, committing suicide that same year. I was 16. Well, I was 17. I just turned 17 in May, and he apparently shot his wife and then shot himself. Don't know why. Don't know anything around the results or anything around the circumstances of it. But um, I also that same year got hit by a car as a pedestrian and flipped up on the car, broke the windshield with the back of my head, and then she slammed her brakes on and I flew. And I almost went into a coma. um, And they told me I should have been blinded because the way that my back of my head hit on the glass and that I had broken my elbow and broken my femur and then I think another part of my leg. And I remember laying in the hospital bed and all I could think about was the junior theater class I was taking and the dance classes I was doing and not wanting to miss out on those and praying and then turns out nothing was broken. They had to do X-rays a couple times and nothing was broken, thank God. So and I really did thank God because I think my guardian angel was working overtime on that on that part. But all right, so yeah, I just lots of depressing stuff. And anyway, even through those are just the highlights if you've read my book, Group Therapy. Uh yeah, shameless plug. Uh but no, truly. Um the book is told from a fictional lens of a character Rachel and who has a mental breakdown I did not have a mental breakdown but a mental epiphany at some point in my life Uh, but really the rest of the book is all true events based on things that I personally had gone through or watched my siblings or my parents go through you know people close in my family um, throughout my life so why am I depressing you all well I don't mean to be it's not my intent Uh, What my intent is of today is to talk about resilience and that, you know, honestly, when I think back to the things I've gone through in my life, and again, those are just a few of the flavors, Um, I had a very abusive mom and she was also bipolar, not diagnosed, it's tough, but yeah, okay, if I had a magic wand, sure, I would probably not have preferred to go through all those different things, Um, but who would have helped my therapist send their kid to college if not for that? I'm just kidding. Um, we're, we all have a path in this life, and nobody promised that life was easy. Life is not fair. I don't even know what that means. I don't know whoever coined that term. Um, and I'm a big believer in that you grow through what you go through. I know I say that a lot on this podcast, but it's true. In fact, I am grateful that I have gone through some stuff because I do believe And having lived through so much has really helped me with my resilience, and that's helped me get through all the world stuff that's going on today, the COVID stuff, the, you know, politics, whatever, all the tough stuff. Um, I mean, I'm not a robot. I still feel. I still cope with anxiety and worry like anybody else. Uh, But I know that this will pass because everything always does. Um, We don't know what the outcome is. I mean, now would be nice if it would would be over, right? Everybody sees that. Um, but resilience is not a skill. Um, it's, to me, it's, I mean, I'm sorry, it's a skill, not a characteristic. I don't think it's just something you're born with. I think it's something, it's a muscle that you have to keep working at and get better and better at it. And I think as leaders, it's just critical that we have to build this skill for ourselves so we can help others develop theirs. I mean, look at what we're going through right now. Look at how much people are hurting and I think last week in my um, circle that I that I moderate at work, everybody's just tired. Everyone's just exhausted. We're weary. We're mentally just drained, and understandably so. So I think more importantly than ever, leaders have to put on our own oxygen mask too. But you know, the hard thing about being a leader, I think, throughout all of this and leading through tough times and, and staying resilient, is we don't get the luxury to linearly like go, okay, hold on. I gotta go take care of my stuff. I gotta get better. I gotta feel good, and then I'll come back and I'll help you. No, no, we don't work that way. Everything happens in parallel, right? You don't get to just like oh, let me react and then I'll come and help you with your stuff, team. Uh, it doesn't work that way. Everything happens at the same time. So I I know there's a lot of stuff out there about resilience. I've read tons of it myself. Great stuff. Good tips. And there are seven principles of this, you know, six domains of this. There's another four principles of practicing. Everybody's got their list, right? Everyone's got their thing. And I really debated. I know I've mentioned resilience in some of my other podcasts. I debated on doing a whole thing about it. But then I realized, you know, all the conversations I'm having with people lately, I think this is probably the key thing is we keep we keep moving the finish line, right? And the reality is there is no finish line, everyone there's not my life is always going to have something going on it's always going to be messy we are always going to have adversity come at us and we're always going to have to cope with that and so I did debate on maybe I don't need to talk about it because there is so much stuff out there and what do I have to say that's any new and different and then I caught myself going oh there's those negative limiting beliefs again so um uh, be gone um, because this is my story, and these are some ways that I um, build my resilience, and I hope it helps anybody that's listening out there. Um, even if it just helps one person, would love to hear from you. If it gives you any any kind of you know capability or ability to move forward and move through again, not over, not around, and there's no finish, but just keep moving forward and through. All right, so five sips to building resilience. First one, pivot. Resilience is not taking out a shield like Captain America and standing in the line of fire and like, yeah, nothing's going to get, knock me down and just like taking it all on the shield and, you know, being a tough guy or tough girl. It's not, it's about coping with adversity. It's about something unplanned, something unexpected. And then how do you react to it? And in your reaction to it, it's okay to be flexible it's okay to be creative it's almost like instead of doing the old school you know marching towards each other in time of warfare where you see people and like you're wearing red coats and you're just marching right at them it's more like yeah that's not pivoting pivoting would be guerrilla warfare and wearing camouflage and trying to hide in a bush or do something creative like different tactics different strategy that is what I'm talking about in times of these things. There's not a one size fits all. There's not a checklist for how you get through stuff, any bad stuff that happens to you. There's no formula. So you're going to have to constantly be pivoting as you go through these things that are coming at you um, in every way, shape, and form. Second tip perspective. So critical keep perspective about everything. First thing about perspective is history will tell us that there's been a lot of bad stuff that have happened since the beginning of time over and over and over throughout history and worse times than what we're going through. And the other piece of perspective is someone does always have it worse than you. And, I know that doesn't feel like it helps in this situation, but again, it's about perspective. Well, what you're going through and the feelings you're having and the tough stuff is valid. Keep in mind that you're not the only one going through it, for one. We're all in the same storm, different boats, but there are also people out there that have it way, way worse. So just keep perspective about that. Third tip, purpose. Know your role is only what's in your control. Bottom line, you got to figure out what is your purpose and what is that pursuit. This really, I think, helps you get practicing, like getting more intentional rather than just reacting. So rather than just like trying to pick up the shield and like, you know, dodge all the bullets or the arrows that are flying at you of the proverbial ones that are coming at you with adversity, this actually helps you to like put into perspective, huh? um like okay how am I going to take action on this what am I going to do and oh maybe I put the shield down maybe I fire some arrows back you know whatever that may look like but this I think helps give you some of that feeling of you know control but again don't get crazy it has to be the control the only the things that you can control which is really only you so know your role is just what's in your control that's it you can't control everybody else and everything else and figure out what your purpose is in that all right Fourth step, practice. Now, there's lots and lots of practices out there to help you manage through this. Um, this is about healthy habits. So, and I know that's not always easy. I know we'd probably all love to practice the Netflix and chill kind of you know thing, where that's about it, just escaping, um, winding down with a glass of wine every night. And I'm not dissing any of those. There's there's a moment and a time and a place for those, but those actually don't build on anything. Those are just escapes. I do it, trust me. I'm the queen of binge watching over there on the couch and eating ice cream and just kinda of shutting everything else out or maybe I'll play a little Candy Crush, you know, whatever. But what I realize too is that these are just momentary escapes. This isn't actually building resilience in me. This isn't actually practicing things that are going to help me mentally reframe anything that will help me better cope with the tough stuff that's going on. I'm talking about healthy habits, gratitude, Number 1 is a powerful tool. Um, I just finished a book club uh, about uh, reading the book The Joy of Appreciative Living by Jacqueline Kelm. Fantastic book based on the research she did around uh, gratitude and appreciation, finding joy. Very very simple too. It's not a very it's not a boring help self-help book. It's it's a lot of stories of real people like you and i and what they go through and and how just these really simple exercises of creating a gratitude checklist and what is one thing i can do today to increase my joy you know make it joyful and then doing just 15 minutes a week of visioning you know visualizing you know your ideal life and what's going on like helps put some goals and puts what's in your control going back to pur- purpose uh, it's a great practice of you know, what can I be working towards still? I mean, gratitude is just key. Plus, I think in times of just when things around the world feel so chaotic, I think it gets us back to basics, being grateful for food, being grateful for shelter, when so many other people don't have that in the world. I mean, that's, talk about perspective, right? Like, look at what people are going through in other parts of the world, or even in Louisiana with the with Hurricane Ida ramifications or Tennessee flooding or Haiti and what they've been going through. I mean, just look around the world, and I'm just so grateful for food, for shelter, for warmth, um, for people in my life. And just make a list of those things, and those, you know, the wiring in your mind will change. I say a prayer of gratitude every night and every morning. And, again, it doesn't have to be long and cumbersome. It can just be very simple. I think um, meditation is also a good thing. I know it's tough to do. Um, Dan Harris wrote a great book called 10% Happier, and I like his the way he talks about meditation because, again, it's very simple, straightforward, talking to me like I'm a human. Um, and he doesn't have to be perfect at it. It can even be just a few minutes a day or use something like a Headspace app or a Calm app. or you know, There's lots of different apps that you could use too. Um, I also love practice huga. Uh, which is the Danish term for like comfortable and cozy? Uh, it's a great way to like just find things like I don't know if it's a comfy blanket or make a cup of tea, and just close your eyes, sit in your favorite place in your house, and say a prayer or meditate or do one of these practices in kind of a comfort and cozy environment. All right, last sip. It's my favorite one. Poof, because you got to keep with the p words, right? Got to ma- alliteration. I love it. It's my favorite. Let go of what is not in your control and what is not serving you. Just poof, be gone. Poof, let it go. Poof, Facebook stressing me out. Poof, take a break. News giving you anxiety. Poof, turn it off. You know, have some fun with it. You can even wave your finger like it's a little wand. Poof, someone at work bothering you. Deal with it. We're poof, move on. All right, those are our five sips. Pivot. Perspective, purpose, practice, and poof. I don't know why my voice always has to go up when I say poof, but it does. The bottom line here, everybody, is to be intentional about building your resilience. so You can help others build theirs too. It's so such a critical skill of any leader, whether it's it's dealing with what's going on in the world around us or dealing with some organizational change or business turns, etc., So the next time that someone at work answers you when you ask them, hey, how are you? And they just go, "Mm, fine. Maybe dig a little deeper and share some of these sips with them too. Thank you for having a cup of coffee with me. For more sips and tips, connect with me on social and follow Lead for Sips on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And don't forget to visit my website, carlinholbrook.com. Until next time, keep on growing.